I mean, that was something. <laughs> what a way to start this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead, cunt. I'm CJ. You've added to that intro. I'm Amanda. Just felt like it. Just felt like dropping a C-bomb within Mm. the first minute of the podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. How are you? Hot. Same. It's too hot Hot to live. I feel like we've become true Melburnians now because we complain when the weather gets like to 30 degrees. Yeah. I mean, it was hotter than that today, but still. (laughs) And tomorrow is going to be even worse. Uh It's going to be so bad as well, just because I'll be working. So there'll be no escape from the hot uh, computer room. That I have. Mm. I was reading, um, I almost did an article to, or a story for us this week. I'm like, we're getting into the hot part of the year, at least down here, finally. I know the rest of the country's had a heat wave, but that didn't affect me, and I don't really acknowledge that it happened. <laughs> Fake news, if you will. This feels, like, eerily similar to how people feel about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but um, some university somewhere in Australia has built, like, this state-of-the-art climate room that they can use to test, that they can use to test the effects of, like, heat on people. Mm. And basically what they're saying is, like, all the methods that get recommended in all the different states for, like, cooling yourself down in a heat wave amount to nothing but, like, old wives' tales. Oh, really? Yeah, and they're like... <laughs> so we haven't the, come far at all. Okay, the, cool. If you live in a state where they tell you to suck on an ice cube, uh, there's bullshit that'll just make you feel cooler. In Tasmania, they'd recommend freezing your pillowcase before going to bed. Wouldn't that just, like, make your pillow moldy? <laughs> Although one interesting one they mentioned is that if it gets over 45 degrees, you shouldn't put a fan on because that will actively warm you. Oh. So up until okay. 45 degrees is actually how long fans are efficient to, because then provided, obviously, like, you've got the fan on and it's blowing over you, you'll cool quicker because of convection. Especially if you're sweating, you'll cool even faster. Mm-hmm. But apparently over 45 degrees, all it's doing is, like, you're in an oven. You're just moving around hot air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. 45 degrees, it doesn't work anymore, and they're like, you should probably just turn it off. Okay, well, that's what we've got to look forward to in Australia for the next, like, month and a half. Yep. Oh, also, they mentioned that um, the temperatures we see now is, like, just as like the temper- the days we have now, we're like, that's excessively high, that- that'll be the new normal by 2030. Ew, I don't want that. Yep. All right, we're moving to Antarctica. Cool. <laughs> I mean, that might not exist as much as it does right now, if that's the case. Well, no, fun fact, uh, Antarctica is actually a, tro- a archipelago, and it used to be tropical at one point. So Ooh. as the ice melts, we can probably inhabit it. But it still should be colder, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the plan. There's our retirement plan, moving to Antarctica. Antarctica, to be with the corpses of penguins. Okay, well, now you've made it really depressing. Yes. Mm. Funny that. Okay. Climate change. It's depressing. <laughs> Truly it is. Uh, are we doing anything about that in Australia? <laughs> no, we're not. No. If anything, we love coal more because of climate change or something. I don't really Probably, understand how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're the, really the only country that's increasing its fossil fuel production. Yeah, which is bizarre, but okay, cool. Anyway, probably shouldn't get into that. That's kind of political at the moment, really. Why'd you give me that face? I don't know. I feel like a lot of the stuff on the show is inherently political to some degree or another. What isn't, really? I, I guess that's true, but also like, there's like a part of me that- out of this. I'm like, it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, especially when like a lot of the politics decides on how things go for us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just sometimes I feel like I shouldn't be talking about politics just because like I don't know enough. Look, I'm not that doesn't stop interested. politicians. It, it really doesn't. Um, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> you think Clive Palmer knows about politics? No. No. No, I don't. And I don't think Donald Trump does either, so... No. Okay, well, on that note, uh, what are your stories like? I forget what the last one's about. Because <laughs> I grabbed it on the fly. Let me have a look. <laughs> okay, yeah, last one is dumb and quick. Uh, okay. My second one is not going to be fun. There will be a content warning for it. Oh, okay. Uh, and my first one is a little... It's interesting. It's, got a, okay. it's, about, it's, a, it's about a man and a whale. Are you telling us the story of Free Willy? Yes. <laughs> yes. Free Willy. That was the man and the whale I was thinking of. <laughs> well, I guess that technically was a boy. So. Mm. Anyway, uh, all of mine are just weird and random. I have no theme. 
this week. Um, it's just random weird shit that I read this week. These are all like really uh, recent stories. So okay. it's just weird shit that I seen during the week that I thought, what the fuck? And I've decided to include it. That's it. It's like that. So who wants to go fast? Maybe I will so that my really bad story is right in the middle of and we can keep it there. Okay. Buff it on either side. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, have you ever been swallowed by a whale? No. No? Can't say that's been a problem that I've encountered in my lifetime. Oh. Well, 51-year-old David Rayner Schimpf, I think is how his last name said. He has been swallowed by a whale. I mean, that doesn't sound like a good time for him. <laughs> he was about 29 nautical miles off the coast of Port Elizabeth in Western Australia. Quote, There was no time for fear or any emotion. I knew instantly what had happened. I knew the whale had come and taken me, and I instinctively held my breath, assuming it would dive down again and spit me out somewhere in the depths of the Indian Ocean. That I mean, he obviously lived because he's describing what happened. Did he? Maybe it was his ghost they interviewed. I, are you reporting on a seance? That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> So what he was actually doing was he was out there snorkeling and attempting to film snorkeling 20 miles off the coast, as you do. And he's attempting to film a sardine run. Uh, have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. What is that? I'm okay, assuming so it s- involves sardines. Yes. <laughs> so sardine <laughs> run is when uh, gannets, which is like a seabird, penguins, seals, dolphins, whales, and sharks all work together to gather fish into big schools of like bait, basically, like big balls of food they could eat. Right, okay. So all these animals work together to herd all the fish into a big ball, and then they just run through them with their mouths open and eat. Because <laughs> they all benefit from it. Yeah, but like, what a way to like get your meal. Just open your mouth and swim on through. I mean, that's how a lot of large sea creatures do it. It's called filter feeding. But Okay, well, I don't know that much about it. <laughs> so that's where he was. He decided the best shot he could probably get would be from inside this bait ball, which, I mean, in hindsight, seems like a really dumb idea. I was going to say, was he trying to get eaten? I... <laughs> Keep in mind, he, while he is a diver, he's not he's snorkeling. He doesn't have an oxygen tank on him. Oh, okay. So he's only Sounds snorkel. so dangerous. Mm. Suddenly, a whale shot up from below him, and he found himself wedged headfirst inside the whale's mouth. Quote, I felt enormous pressure around my waist, which is when I guess the whale realized its mistake. As the whale turned sideways, it opened its mouth slightly to release me. And I was washed out, together with what felt like tons of water of his mouth, while the whale itself swallowed all the fish in its throat. Okay, so it can tell if something's too big and it just Probably. spits it back out? I mean, if you eat fish all the time and suddenly there's a, giant, a human-sized thing in there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm honestly kind of surprised that this didn't try to eat him, thinking it was a big fish, but maybe it can't swallow a human-sized thing? I, yeah, I don't can't. know. Yeah, usually it's things that are a lot smaller, so... Mm. You know, like you say, like, like when we put stuff in our mouth that's not meant to be there, we're like, hang on a minute. True. That is actually a good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, his wife and another photographer were watching from the boat as it happened. Oh, so they were just like on the boat, like, oh, cool. There he goes. <laughs> well, no, his wife noticed <laughs> something was weird inside this whale's mouth. And it wasn't until her husband popped out of it a second later that she realized what had happened. Oh, my God. I think I'd have a heart attack. You'd just be like, that whale just spat up my husband. <laughs> yeah. Now, it sounds like a really long thing that happened to him, but he was only in there for less than two seconds. Okay. So the whale's really just gone like, hum, Yeah. (laughs) Still, for those two seconds, I'm sure he was fucking terrified. Oh, I'm sure he didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't sound too terrified. I think his, I guess he was concerned about getting pulled down to the depths. For reference, Jonah, you might have heard of, is a little character from a book called The Bible. Uh, He spent three days inside a whale. How? Bullshit. (laughs) So what Raider then did was he gave himself a quick check for any injuries and then just continued filming the sardine run. He went back? (laughs) He never got out of the water. You mean he went back to where it happened? (laughs) Is he an idiot? (laughs) What are the odds you get swallowed again? Um, Pretty good if you're in their food source. (laughs) I think he probably stayed out of it. (laughs) Quote, it was going for the fish and I happened to be in the wrong spot. I was just collateral damage and I'm sure it was frightening for the whale as it was for me. Hey, I don't know. I don't know about that. They're a little bigger <laughs> than us. <laughs> um, for the record, it was a bride's whale, I think it's pronounced. I'd never heard of them. Um, no. Until this article. They're about 30 tons and get up to 16.8 meters length. Mm, okay. Mm, there you go. So, so that was your story. Mm. Dude gets swallowed by whale. Yep. I mean, sounds terrifying, but in reality, kind of sounds like he wasn't ever really in that much danger. I guess it really depends, right? Like, like it could have gone really badly. Oh, yeah, it could have. 
Like, he's lucky, like, it's not, this particular, so this whale isn't like a filter feeder with like, you know, like a sperm whale's got like, this big brush teeth kind of thing. Mm. This whale actually has like proper teeth, I think, from what I was briefly <gasps> looking on it. So, I mean, it could have gone badly for him. Could have just like chomped and like squished his legs or something. Yeah. Or his or waist. He said it was him. his waist. Yeah. Or he could have drowned. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, fuck that. This is why we should stay out of the ocean. <laughs> that That's my message. Stay out of the ocean. <laughs> I'm going to get a picture of this whale's That's mouth. That's my PSA for this week. <laughs> I'm going to send you a photo of this whale. But not saying this was the whale that ate him, but that was the species that got him. Ooh, that's a big boy. Hmm. Yeah, they're fucking huge. Jesus. Even just like from a photo, I can tell that like they're yeah. big. It's weird because I'm like, oh, 16 meters is not that far of a distance. But like, you also got to mm. count that it's not just like it's that long. It's also like proportionate. The rest of it gets bigger as well. Yeah. Like what is the diameter of the whale? Are you actually looking that up? No. I don't know if that's a measurement they do of animals. What is the radius of a whale? <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, Asia agent is like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm just curious. <laughs> Fun whale facts. Fun whale questions, better. <laughs> Are you actually looking that up or should we move on? No, you can move on. I'm filling in time waiting for you to start your story. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) Here I was thinking we were just having an actual conversation, but whatever. Nah, don't do that. (laughs) Nah, nah, don't do that. (laughs) Well, my first story has nothing to do with whales, but it is weird. And I'm interested to see what your opinion is on this. Needs more whales. Yeah, whales should not live here. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so a family who lives in Yamba, and I'll forgive you if you've never heard of it, because I also have never heard of it. It honestly kind of rings a bell. It's north of Coffs Harbour. That might be why. um, On the New South Wales uh, coast. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty uh, high up, probably much closer to... Like Queensland. Oh, it's near New Italy, which is apparently a place. Did not know that. Okay, mm. cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so like halfway fam- between Byron and Coffs. Okay. So a family who lives in Yamba received a letter on Christmas Day from the landlord of their property that they're renting. It read, Dear Nikki and William, I am the owner. As of tonight, I will be occupying the rear yard. What? So the landlord just pinched it. Uh, pitched. So the landlord just pitched a tent in their backyard and started living in it. What? I should mention that the lease did have a special clause that said that the rear yard was not included. That's weird. That's weird. That's very weird. Uh, I've I've heard of like other situations where it's like garage not included because like the owners use that as storage or something like Mm. that. Never the whole yard. Um, That's a new one for me. So the landlord claims that they've done nothing wrong because of the rental contract clause and the police now don't have the right to make the landlord leave either. And the renters are only four months into their year-long lease and they're powerless to stop these people camping in their backyard. Yeah, well, but it's not their backyard. It's not in the lease. Don't you think that's weird? Oh, it's (laughs) fucking weird. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) So as of the um, article publishing date, they've been in the backyard for 11 days and the tenants have no idea when or if they're going to leave. And I will say that the Daily Mail article was quite sensationalized, but they did talk a lot about how their kids are really confused about it. Um, Because it's like a family, they have three kids, and the kids are like, why are these people in our backyard? How many people? Uh, So how many people are in the backyard? Two. So it's the landlord and her husband are living in a tent in the backyard. Why? I don't know. Obviously, they had planned this, though, because that's why they put the clause in the lease. Yeah. But Why? don't understand. Is this like some weird way where like this way they don't have to pay rent anywhere? I guess. I, I mean, I honestly have no idea what it is from the landlord's perspective because the article is interviewing the tenants. But so if having random people that you don't actually know, because this has gone through real estate, it wasn't a private, private rental or anything. So they've never met these people. Mm. So if it isn't bad enough that strangers turn up and just start camping in your backyard and claim that it's all legal and fine, the landlord's husband has already gotten aggressive with the tenants, ordering them to move their car because it's blocking their access to the yard. I could argue that they only have access to the yard. Who said anything about a driveway? Mm. The lease doesn't stipulate that the land that it's not the driveway is not included in the lease. So yeah. how could they order them? Because he's to the move landlord. Their, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Well, it's not even the landlord, it's her husband. Yeah. So, and apparently the Tenants Union of New South Wales believes the same thing. Because when I read that, I went, no, fuck that. If it's only the rear yard that's excluded from the lease, they can't order you to move your property off other parts of the property. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently Tenants Union of New South Wales believes the same. 
Um, and they said it could be that the landlord is trespassing whenever they go across that driveway area because they're entering into a place they've given someone else possession. Mm. But the landlord's husband is already like having screaming matches with them about it. What does he need? What does he I would assume to, to get, to get the their car into the yard. Why? Just leave it on the street. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A video was filmed by the tenants and the landlord's husband says in it, and I quote, listen here, shit for brains. I've given you a warning. Move that freaking car now or you're in big shit. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is such a weird story because like, I guess legally, technically they can do this, but why would you do this? Yeah, this is like, what? Yeah. Like, why would you do this? This doesn't make any sense. So the tenants took the story to ACA, uh, sorry, a current affair. Of course. And weirdly, I agree with this move. I hate a current affair. A current affair is shit journalism and it's not a good show, but drag these assholes for treating you this way. I have no issue with them publicly shaming these people for basically encroaching on their livability in their property. Yeah. I just had to Google this article to see what these people look like. Uh, This is an article from the fucking sun. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, the landlord's husband is like, generic bogan surfer Aussie dude. Mm, Yeah. But middle-aged. Yeah, in the video he has no shirt on. Yeah, of course not. Uh, (laughs) So, like, I mean, I guess you can put weird stipulations in your lease if you so wish. I don't know. I kind of feel like... A back, like an entire backyard. So you can live in the property, but you can't set foot into the backyard. So does that mean then that the landlord maintains it? I can. Yeah, I don't bet know how that, that works. Doesn't. Like, can, are you allowed to go in the backyard then, or they just could never go in the backyard for the two months before the landlord turns up? Or the backyard isn't included in the lease, so I have no doubt that they were using it like it was their backyard because they're probably like, that's a really weird stipulation. I'm just going to use the yard anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Or they didn't even realize it was in the lease because, like, let's be honest, who reads their entire lease? Yeah, I just... What? Because you would assume that there's a standard one, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess we don't know how, how transparent the real estate was with them about what the landlord was like or any of that stuff. Because I imagine if you had said to them, well, sometimes they camp in the backyard, people would be like, uh, no, fuck no, I'm not taking this place. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't take it, personally. God, that'd be so awkward. I... But yeah, no, this is definitely a thing they just did for money. They probably went on holiday somewhere. Yeah. While they moved in. And they're like, all right, we're going to move into our backyard tent now. I mean, I don't know. Do you do you think that they should be allowed to put things like this in a lease? I don't. No. I can agree with things like maybe like garages and stuff. Like if they're using it to store things for the property. Because like for ours, for instance, our garage has shelving on it that the landlords have put stuff in there mm. to store. I have no issue with that. That seems fine to me. But saying that you can't... That's like us moving in and they're saying, well, you can't use the courtyard. <laughs> you can't use the shower. Yeah, like it's I'm just, just going to come over and use the shower every morning. You can't though. Yeah. Like clean it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I can guarantee that those landlords were not maintaining the yard while they weren't camping in it. Mm. I can guarantee it. And then for them to get aggressive with the tenants, <laughs> I just find the whole thing really bizarre. Yeah. Look, these are the reasons that people say that, like, landlords shouldn't exist. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, no. I I feel very sorry for the tenants. Don't feel bad about the landlord at all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the whole story. I just thought it was really weird. Yeah, well, that's fucking strange. Well, I've got to give a content warning before I begin my story. Okay. And I didn't know, like, a generic category to put this under. So the content warning is dog murder. Oh, can I opt out? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, you're the co-host. You can't opt out. I'll just, sit, okay. I'll just sit here and talk about dog murder to myself then. Okay. I'll pull you back in when you're done. <laughs> no, okay. I'll um, I'll try um, to get but, through this. Yeah. Look, it, it, it does go into detail. Uh, okay. Um, it's a bit of a wild story, I suppose, in general, beyond the dog murder, but that's what it is. If you don't want to stick around for that, I understand. Um, we'll put a timestamp in the description yeah. for when you can skip to, to skip over this. All right, I'll give you three seconds and we'll move on. Transgender woman slit the throat of her ex's dog with a <gasps> kitchen knife, held it up by its hind legs to ensure it bled out because her partner would not pay for the, their gender reassignment operation. What? Yep. A lot to unpack there, isn't there? There really is. Um, is that the headline? No. The headline was woman jailed for killing ex-lover's dog in domestic dispute. It's okay, not a fine. Daily Mail article. I-, I went to the Daily Mail for my last one, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I was thinking then, I feel like that 
if that was the headline, because I thought it was for a second, that that's definitely trying to make you feel a way about a particular group of people. And I didn't really appreciate that spin on it. But if that's not the headline, then I take all that back. Yeah, no, originally I was going to admit the fact that the uh, person who killed the dog was transgender, but it is actually very critical to the story because the reason is yeah, okay. they um, th- there was an argument about, we'll get into it, but as I said there, because the ex would not pay for their gender reassignment operation. I do kind of feel like it has nothing to do with them being transgender in a way, though, because like, obviously you have to mention that because that's, that's the reason happened. cited. But who does that? Like, yeah. there's clearly something wrong mentally with that person, yeah. irregardless of yeah. gender or whatever. Exactly. Because no person in their right mind would do that to an innocent animal because they were angry at a person. Yeah. So, for this, the 24-year-old will be receiving a maximum two-year jail term. Only two years? Yeah. I'm sorry, but if the, if a person like that can do that to an animal, there's only a matter of time before they move on to a human. Mm-hmm. Think about every single story you've ever heard about serial killers, is what I'm saying. Interesting to note, she was charged under her old male name by the court. Ooh, they... Under her dead name? It, like, is that legally still their name? I or? don't know. It's probably some weird thing where the court doesn't recognise that they're a woman now or something anyway, because it's a fucking okay. backwards ass system. I mean, obviously this person's done a horrendous thing, but I still don't think that courts should be able to decide yeah. what name they call them or yeah. any yeah. Well, this, of that kind like, of thing. At my mum's old job, she had to deal with a case of like um, a lesbian couple who had got a divorce. Well, they, they were splitting up because they weren't legally married in Australia, of course. This was back then. But um, they had adopted a child together. Oh, and okay. it was this weird case where the courts just decided, oh, okay, well, for the proceedings of this court, we will say you were in a legally binding marriage. Even though it's not a thing in this country. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's a different set of rules when they feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucked. It was okay. so fucked. I was like, what? My mum came out and told me Ridiculous. about it. Like, Ridiculous. That, that is the dumb. Anyway, we're not here to talk Ridiculous. about Ridiculous. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Um, where are we? The culprit also has, as the uh, court put it, an unattractive criminal record. Quote, it's a disturbing matter, this, and it seems she's becoming increasingly more violent. As you said. I'm sorry, but when is a criminal record attractive? I know. I know, right? What a weird wording. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> Unattractive criminal record. Oh, man. You've done a DUI? That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so hot right now. Like, no. Ooh, larceny. I want to fuck him. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, stop. <laughs> um, yeah, I, d- I don't understand that wording, like, at all. That yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, <laughs> but- Maybe they're talking, like... Things that should be criminal, but like rich people get away with. Maybe that's what an attractive criminal record looks like. I have no idea. That's a dumb wording. But uh, uh, also, if she, if if this person is increasingly getting violent, mm. shouldn't you maybe give them more than two years then? Nah, dog murder's not that bad according to law. What? I mean, can't be that bad. I, I it's guess, only a two-year punishment. I mean, is it taking into account that she did this to deliberately like hurt a person? We'll find out what she gets charged with later. Okay. The dog's own the dog whose name was Rocky. Oh, poor Rocky. Yeah, the dog, Rocky's owner, was home at the time of the situation, as it had developed from an argument. Oh. So the owner did try to stop the bleeding before calling for her neighbours to call the police at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. hours of the morning. Rocky was rushed to a vet for surgery, but sadly he did not survive. The dog's owner had actually already taken out a two-year apprehended violence order against her ex following a cycle of abuse and intimidation. However... On the day of the incident, they had been spending the day together at Rocky's owner's home in Marrickville. Excuse me, what? Uh, I'm sorry, I actually started crying when you were describing the owner uh, trying to help their poor dog. That's awful. Yeah, so they they were exes already before this argument began, and the dog's owner had already taken out a two-year apprehended violence order against her ex who kills okay, her dog. so... But they were spending the, the day together. The dog... Hey, so the owner of the dog was the one that took out the DVO? Yes, AVO. Oh, I thought you said it was domestic violence order. Just apprehended violence. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, so, okay, so the owner of the dog took out an AVO but still decided to spend the day with her. Yes. I feel like you should have known better, <laughs> but also I don't want to victim blame um, because clearly how could you have ever seen that kind of thing coming? Yeah. I don't think anyone would assume that that sort of thing would happen. Yeah, so before... Before the killing took place at 12.30am, the culprit called their father and then threatened their father with, and I quote, kill your family if they do not pay for the operation, which I guess by extension is also their family. Oh my god. 
and they're only getting two years. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not going to let that go. And so their dad was like, "No, I'm not paying you to get your gender reassignment surgery." So following that, um, is just, there any good reason why this person can't pay for it themselves? They don't want to. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't really go into that. Okay. Following her dad being like, "No, I'm not going to pay for your surgery." She then demands her ex pay instead and was refused again. I think I'm just confused how they thought that was going to work. Like, Look, let's be honest. This person isn't exactly stable. Obviously not of um, in, in a rational mindset, mm. clearly. Yeah. Uh, so it does make me wonder, was this premeditated? Did she um, I... think that she was going to do that uh, if they said no? Or was it just in the moment where she was angry i'm really not sure and we'll find out in a little bit why i'm okay. not too sure i feel like it might have just been a spur of the moment oh i might go kill a dog thing but how that ever enters your mind is beyond me yeah. but okay I can break a window yeah i mean do that that's fixable yeah. i mean don't do that either that's someone else's property but <laughs> we're gonna make you cry again oh no she's been refused twice now shortly thereafter she approaches the sleeping rocky with a small kitchen knife, uh, the dog raises his head for a pat. She removes his collar and slashes his neck and then holds him up by his hind legs. That's so awful. Court documents state that she realized what she had done shortly thereafter and tried to save Rocky before fleeing before the police could arrive. I would argue that if you were in a right enough mind to take off their collar, that yeah. you knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah. Like that's not a heat of the moment because you have to take an action to make it happen. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't buy that. She was arrested the following day. She was charged with torture, beating and causing death to an animal, stalking and intimidation, contravening an AVO in relation to her ex, and using a carriage service to menace or harass her father. She's been moved from prison to prison. Don't say what kind of prisons. And uh, at least in one, she has been the victim of an assault in the yard of Silverwater Jail. (laughs) So not very popular in prison either. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like dog killers are probably popular anywhere. Mm. Most people like dogs. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm having trouble commenting on this one. It, it is hard to like try and make. So, moment, the last paragraph. So let's just get okay. through it and move on. <laughs> her lawyer claims she's being diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, which apparently accounts for her quote reckless, self-destructing behavior. Um, there are plenty of people with uh, <laughs> with that disorder out there who are not murdering dogs. So I also don't, don't see what part of this is destroying either. herself. Um, no, it's definitely not. And they also claim that she has remorse about what she did. She'd want to, honestly. <laughs> Her previous crimes include larceny, possession of weapons, and domestic incidents. And she'll be eligible for parole September of 2021. So when did she go to jail? December. So she's only been in jail for not- like a month and a bit. This is a story from November. <laughs> so she'll like only spend less than, spend less than half of her sentence yep. in prison. If it makes you feel better, she's effectively homeless now. Not really. No. Because that doesn't That's probably bring just going to spur her on to like worse things as well. I guess for a person who seems that they can become unhinged at anything that makes them angry, mm. doesn't sound good. Um I, it, this, this is a hard one for me because I'm not going to blame, uh, what what disorder did you say she had? Borderline? Yeah, borderline personality disorder. I don't see how that I'm leads to killing that. a dog, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not going to blame that particular disorder on their actions. Um, I can understand how something as serious as gender reassignment surgery could get someone emotional. But I could never excuse killing a dog that had nothing to do with the argument you were having. Yeah, a dog that she did already know and was fond of during the relationship that she had. With I, yeah, the okay, ex. that's just some. That's another level. I, yeah, it's I not can't, like that she didn't know the dog either. I mean, and of course, even if she didn't know the dog, still not okay. Mm. I think the only time that it would be okay is if, like, the dog was mauling her to death or something. Mm. But apart from that kind of extreme circumstance, I, I, I cannot excuse essentially torturing a dog to death because you want to hurt someone. And I do feel, I definitely, even now knowing the entire story, I definitely still don't feel like two years is enough. I feel like this person, especially if they've been violent in the past, is only going to escalate. They're not going to go back. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're definitely going to go forward and be worse in the future. Like, yeah, Yeah. I just, I... I mean, I really do hope that that's not the case. I hope that they are rehabilitated and uh, somehow after this lead a normal life, but... 
uh, I don't really see I, that happening. Yeah, I think you know, there's no going back from killing a dog. I just, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, this might be a harsh judgment, but I feel like in my heart of hearts that if you can do something like that to, especially like the part where you said that they leaned in for a pat, like that kills me. How could you do that? Mm. Okay, I started me crying again. <laughs> I think it's the first time I've cried on the podcast, though. Maybe. Can't remember maybe, now. maybe once, uh, w- one other time, but I can't remember when. There's, I mean, it probably says something about me as a person that I get far more upset about a dog dying than any of the other horrible things that we've talked about. But I think, like, the defenseless nature of the whole thing is what... I don't know. I think people always feel, like, a particular way about, like, dogs and children. Or animals and children, sorry. Yeah. Uh, that they're particularly defenseless and, like, I just don't know how you could do something like that to something so innocent. Yeah. And trusting. Like I said, I, that's why... But I was going to do a story about, like... My next story was going to be about like a thing that went missing and they finally found it years later. But I'm like, no, that's not a weird enough palate cleanser after the story I just wrote. So my next story is, um, it's brief, but it's, 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 it's a bit of a what? Okay. <laughs> but we'll get there. Uh, okay. Well, to move on to something completely different because <laughs> I need it now. <laughs> um, oh God. Okay. So. This this one this one's kind of funny, but not at the same time. It's not serious, let's just say that. A nurse who attended a Christmas in July work function for Ipswich Hospital's emergency department on July 18 last year has successfully won an appeal against disciplinary actions taken against her after she flashed some colleagues at the party. Hang on. So she was at a children's hospital and got her tits out? Oh, no, it's not a children's hospital. Okay. Just it, and hospital. the party did not happen at the hospital. Okay. They were at a different venue entirely. Okay, I think I must have misheard the headline, even though you had to read it out twice. Um, <laughs> sorry. So it was just for the people who worked in the emergency department mm-hmm. um, for Ipswich Hospital, and it was at a different venue, was not at the hospital. And really, there's question about whether it ever actually really did happen. Right. Apparently, the rumor mill went into overdrive after the party because another staff member claimed that they felt uncomfortable after the nurse lifted her skirt and flashed her underwear at them. Oh. So... Um, no nudity here. At a work party, but unless you work at a strip club, <laughs> well, they don't. <laughs> so from there, more rumors started. Cool. Sounds like high school. So they started sending around photos um, of. Uh, so they went. She went to like a sort of a pre-party at someone's house. Like, who hasn't done that at a work for a work function before? That you go to like a coworker that you're friends with house beforehand and have a few drinks. Like that's normal. In the photo, she's seen, like, posing with people and, like, she has a drink in her hand and it looks like normal fucking photos to me, but okay. Uh, I don't know. It was like they passed around these photos that she went to, like, pre-drink somewhere as, like, proof that she somehow got, like, really loose at the party and started flashing people. Mm. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, Look, I've been to lots of bars and parties where people get loose and no one's ever flashed underwear. Mm. Not like that. Not just, like, turn around, hey, blip. Yeah, like, there's sort of no other details about what led up to that or anything like that. And I'm, are you going to understand why in a second? Due to the rumours, Queensland Health just decided that they were going to discipline the nurse. Although the article never does mention how she's being disciplined. She can only wear trousers to work now. <laughs> so the nurse, she decided that she wasn't going to let that fly and appealed the decision with her union. Oh yeah, fair enough. If there's no proof and it is just a rumour, you'd be like, what the fuck? You and don't she, want that on your name because um, everyone's the be like, reason, exactly. she's the flasher. Uh, and the reason reason that she appealed it was that Queensland Health made their decision based on hearsay and heavily redacted correspondence. Mm. The person that apparently got flashed never reported it. Okay. Queensland Health just decided to take action because they heard about it from other people. Do they not understand how rumor mills work? Like, I, 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 I don't know. People get loose at Christmas parties. Yeah. Big surprise. Remember I, that? The Christmas party that... You went to, and that I went to the year before we met. Oh my god, that was loose <laughs> as fuck. So um, honestly, <laughs> the, the, like the year before we met, we both went to Christmas parties on the same night at the same location, separated by yeah. one boat, and the boat yes. between us. Oh my god, <laughs> had naked women on it and cocaine. Yeah, they had hired some sex workers, and they had offered us cocaine and to come in for a show. And I think you got the same offer. Uh, we didn't get that offer. We just saw the boat. Oh, no, no. We definitely got invited in for, for Coke and a show. No, we're on a um, big boat. I think so. it might have been because we were all ladies. Mm. 
except for like two dudes. So I feel like that might have been why we got extended the invite. But I mean, Christmas parties get loose. I honestly, if your Christmas party isn't getting loose, you're doing it wrong. Mm. <laughs> I have been to some really loose Christmas parties. No one's ever flashed me. My last Christmas party ended at like five in the morning inside a brewery. Did you get flashed? No. No, this is what no, I mean. No, but I did help a coworker <laughs> climb into a bin. Yeah. I, I do remember there was one, um, I don't think it was a Christmas party, but it was a work function where we went to the trots in Newcastle <laughs> and we decided to kick on afterwards and I had to create a human shield around one of my coworkers so that she could pee behind a dumpster. <laughs> uh <laughs> Look, I, I'm not saying that she did flash anyone because I actually truly believe from this that she didn't. No, this sounds like a bunch of bullshit. That maybe she got drunk and maybe acted a little inappropriate, but I don't think she flashed anyone. And if she did, I think so that was an embellishment. Fucking what? Like, whatever. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, a company taking disciplinary action against an employee because they heard something? Mm. I don't think you could do that. I think you could maybe investigate it. And be like, yeah, but if hang the on person who was on the receiving end of the flashing never reports it. Yeah, you could go to them and be like, did this happen? And they'd be like, yes or no. Yeah, but instead, they, I, from what I could gather from what was reported, even that didn't happen. It was just like, all oh, people are talking about this thing. She's guilty. Or we've got to sort this out right away before it gets to the public so that we don't look bad. And now you've just made it worse. You know, accused someone without any proof. Even though it probably didn't. Yeah. So, Commissioner Knight ruled in the nurse's favour, saying there was an unwarranted duplication of allegations and confusion about the basis on which the nurse was being disciplined. So, it seems like it wasn't even clear how they were going to discipline her. Mm. They just said that she was being disciplined. Okay. Well, how much- Based on this thing. What what did she win from the court case? I think her job. (laughs) She was sued for money. Probably should have. But I guess since they didn't fire her, she probably didn't have any- like monetary things that she could reclaim. Yeah. Yeah. So the statements that, and it says like in quotations, the statements um, that were received were not firsthand. They were paraphrased, contained hearsay, subjective perceptions and references to innuendo or gossip. You cannot take actions against people based on gossip, especially in like a workplace. This is a hospital. (laughs) I just... That one baffled me because I'm like, so literally someone high up went, oh, I heard this rumor. Better do something. Maybe like I was probably started by like a coworker who didn't like this person or something. Yeah. Like I have no doubt that she probably got a bit loose at the Christmas party. That's not uncommon. Yeah. So I think they just embellished on drug behavior, to be honest. Mm. And that's exactly what it sounds like because no one ever reported it. They just took the gossip and took action weird i really hope that you have another story that does not include a dead dog no this one includes more uh court casing though okay i'll read you the headline later because it'll spoil it because it's a fucking daily mail article oh of course so let's just get straight <laughs> into it this article was written by a charlotte carp which is just a fun name to say Ooh, charlotte carp, carp. yeah with a k weren't we tweeting carps for no reason yes not that long ago still don't really know what that was about <laughs> oh Me i either. just said before on twitter um there's an account now do you remember twitch plays pokemon no. Oh, okay. Well, this is a big thing. Years ago, we like, there was a Twitch stream and the chat commands controlled Pokemon Red. Oh, okay. I don't know how you missed it, but okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, now someone's just pretty much done that, but for their profile picture on Twitter. So every 15 seconds, it takes all the tweets people have tweeted at them for a command. And then the most popular one is what gets decided. And then the picture in the profile picture is updated. Okay. So you can play Pokemon Red and Blue on Twitter now. Through a profile picture. Right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, nothing to do with this story. Okay. Don't even know how I got there. I'll find out. Carp. Carp, yeah. Right. That's, that's how we got there. So, <laughs> Yan Lim Yang lived in a housing commission property in Kingswood, Sydney from 2000 until 2012. In 2012, he went on a short trip to China, which I assume is where he's from with that name, and he was incarcerated there. Until 2013. So his trip was a bit longer than he expected. Hmm. He finally returns home, and all of his antiques are missing. Removed or stolen, he claims. Mr. Yang claims, as of December 2012, the collection of goods was valued at $3,642,586. And there's photos of his house from the time, and it looks like the fucking antiques roadshow. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, it's impressive. I genuinely believe that that's how much it is worth. Is it though? Because you know how sometimes you, you see on that TV show, they bring something in that they really think is valuable and then it's like fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just old. <laughs> Maybe, but I assume he's had them like appraised. Well, I would assume that he knows the value because he has insurance. Does he have insurance though? I don't know, but like I would assume that if you have a collection worth that much money that they would be insured. I would hope so, but also he might be one of those people that doesn't believe in insurance. Mm. Uh, I'm going to send you a picture now of like one of the rooms in this house. Also, this place okay. is huge. Like when I think of housing commission houses, I don't exactly picture things this big. Woo! Right? That looks like an antique store. Right? Um, next question. If you have over $3.5 million in antiques, why are you living in public housing? Can you? If you have assets worth that much? Per the New South Wales Communities and Justice website, and as mentioned in the Daily Mail article, quote, permanent residents can only access public housing if they own, sorry, can't, sorry, has, hang on, I'm just quoting this directly, let me read this again. Permanent residents can only access public housing if they own any assets or property which can be reasonably expected to resolve their housing need. So I think that's what it's meant to be saying, it's a bit of a weird one. That okay. he shouldn't be able to. So does he own this house or is he renting it? He's in government housing. Do you pay rent in government so housing? So is, is this a... You do, but it's like at a very reduced rate. Mm. So is this in his public housing house? Yes. Woo. Okay, so I get how he bypassed it now because they're possessions. Assets or property? Is it? An, I guess it's a possession? I don't think that anywhere in like public housing would they be going through all of your possessions to see what they're worth. Mm. They might ask you what you think your possessions are worth, but you don't have to be like as if you'd put down three point two million. What's happened is the Daily Mail has cut the line wrong, and it should say like "do not own any assets" because it just says "own assets," right, which makes okay. it imply like, "oh no, you've got the assets to pay for housing." But even that, because as it reads now on the Daily Mail, it says permanent residents can only access public housing if they own assets which could reasonably resolve their housing need yeah okay that's just bad journalism yeah so I, I, like, <laughs> now that i've read that again I'm like wait a minute that that doesn't it should probably say don't own no but i get how this collection completely bypassed it because mm. yeah they're not checking all of your possessions so i'm gonna read your headline now man okay. living in public housing sues government after 3.2 million which is not how much he said it was worth worth of antiques went missing from his home while he was in a chinese jail <laughs> If you've then lied to them about your worth, because, I mean, what? I've been on uh, public assistance before, like when I was much younger, and they will ask you what you think your possessions are worth. Mm. And if you've lied, because I can guarantee if you put 3.2 million, they'd be like, we'll sell some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know the housing market is crazy in Sydney, but you could buy two houses with 3.2 million in Sydney. I mean, if you're willing to go on the outskirts... You could, you'd be fine. Like you, you could own a mansion. You could buy <laughs> one inner city property, rent it out, yeah, and you'd still probably, yeah. you'd still have two million, one and a half million yeah. left over. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Although I think the thing with antiques, not that I know a lot about this, but purely based on what I have heard from other people and like YouTube videos and stuff, I actually really like watching antique YouTube videos. Don't know why, but I think really they're only they're only worth what people are willing to pay. That is true, I suppose. Yeah. Well, like you could, and if people look, aren't willing to pay $3.2 million or whatever the fuck it is for his collection, then it ain't worth shit. Let's be honest. Anything <laughs> is only worth what people are willing to pay. Exactly. But I mean, like, antiques, because their worth is pretty much only valued on what people will pay. Mm. You might say, oh, it's worth this. But if people aren't going to pay for that for it, is it worth that? Yeah. But again, it's just, do people, that's how anything is valued. It's like, will people believe that that's what it's worth? Anyway, last yeah, paragraph anyway. here. Government lawyers have tried to drop the case as the six-year statute of limitations for this particular case, I suppose, expired two years ago. However, Mr. Yang claims the expiry date is bullshit and does not apply to him as he has a disability. Is he okay? The case is currently adjourned, and he has until May 7th to prove that he does have a disability or not. So is he not on a disability pension, or...? He just said he has a disability. So he just, like, popped that in there for good measure? I've got a disability. Or... The expiry date doesn't apply. This milk expired three months ago? That's all right. I have a disability. Glug, 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 glug. That's where it ends. It's so bizarre. It's <laughs> just like, what is this? Like, I just go. It, to, it went I'm to a place I was not expecting. I'm going on a short trip to China. Incarcerated. Come back. All his possessions are gone. I'm going to sue the government. I don't even know why he's suing the government. Did they go in and take Again, his stuff? I mean, if they took his stuff, couldn't they? You're going to just ask for it back? Yeah, like. 
And also, if you have a collection worth that much money, perhaps you you should have it insured. Why are you in public housing? Also that, I mean... I mean, I do know why he's in public housing. He doesn't want to pay rent. He wants to hoard his money. Well, yeah, but I mean... But fuck uh, you. Clearly, I mean, if you didn't have to pay rent, you wouldn't, right? So, I get that. But... (laughs) I get that he's also maybe a person who is cash poor. Mm. That that might be a contributing factor. But the whole thing is so bizarre. That went to, like, a place I was not expecting. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Got whiplashed. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm curious to see if he'll get his stuff back. I don't think he's going to get the money from the government, but... Or is this his plan all along? To sue the government? Maybe he, like, paid someone to steal his shit? (laughs) 20-year long game. I mean, that is a long game. (laughs) I I mean, I sincerely doubt it. That's... (laughs) Because, yeah, that, that takes some planning. Like, All right. Okay. What do you got? My last story. Obviously, despite it being 2021, COVID is still very much a thing that exists. And while I think we're pretty lucky in Australia, at the very moment that we're in anyway, because, you know, our cases are much lower than that overseas, it doesn't doesn't stop us, though, from needing to do the whole social distancing thing, wearing masks, like pretty, I mean, most people are taking those kinds of precautions because despite low numbers, there's still a chance you can get it. So, you know, you have to try and protect yourself in some way. There are people who don't take that into account, but we're not going to talk about them. But if you have to, like, stay 1.5 meters away from someone, how are you going to have sex with them? Um... <laughs> What you do is, I mean, look, for lesbians, really easy. You just get, like, a fucking huge-ass long dildo. <laughs> well, I mean, you would think that if you have to socially distance from someone, then you probably couldn't have sex. No, you can. You get, um, you know those little, you, you see people in the park with them picking up garbage with the little, like, extender arm grabby claws? <laughs> you can use those to, like... Oh my god. Grab your partner's <laughs> dingus and like give it a rub. Oh, okay, I didn't think you were going to go into that kind of detail, but um according to the New South Wales Health Health website, you can. They've given some uh, guidelines for how you can safely have sex in 2021 what, with COVID what you still do existing. Is, I've I've never seen these like since this one high school PDHPE class where they were like plastic walls you can get for like performing oral sex or like making out with people with herpes so you like make out oh you're talking about a dental dam like a dental dam yeah you just get a human-sized dental dam (laughs) okay well i'm gonna tell you what the website recommends but have you ever seen a dental dam since high school no because no right (laughs) i don't think they're real no they are just no one uses them um I mean, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure there actually are yeah, people sure that use them. But, but it's not like you just pop down to the store and get them, like a condom or something. I was going to say, where do you even buy That's them That's what I'm from? saying. I've never seen them. Can't get them in Coles. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> There's no other stores. If you can't get it in Coles, it doesn't exist. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you what New South Wales Health recommends, what their website says you can do in this day and age to have sex safely. VR. The website still does recommend that we stay 1.5 metres apart. Okay. You can have while having sex to pre- <laughs> prevent the spread what you of can coronavirus. Do is you stand one point five meters apart and you race each other. <laughs> First one to climax wins. I like. <laughs> you can get a really, you can get like a a uh, a really long paddle. You can still do sp- spanking then. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, that's an idea. Mm-hmm. I I like your creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, did still find those, it really um, funny. Like they're like stretchy gel sticky hands. As a kid, yes. you can use them. I used to throw them on the ceiling and my mum would lose her shit right? every time. Same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can use those. You can, I had a dinosaur you can, one. You can, it was very, it was very cool. If you your partner into spanking, you can like, they bend over and you stand 1.5 meters apart and you just like fucking whip. <laughs> I mean, if you're into spanking, you probably already own whips anyway, so you don't need the rubber stretchy hand. But it's funnier if you get the rubber stretchy hand. (laughs) Okay, so I do still think it's funny that the website is recommending 1.5 metres apart while having sex, Mm -hmm, but okay. mm -hmm. So the website also recommends that above all else, that the safest form of sex in this COVID world is to do it solo. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's an actual solution, but okay. Well, you've only got to stay like, because the parts that spread coronavirus are your head. Mm. So what you got to do is you just sort of like 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 Barbie dolls. You just go like legs in, and then you keep your heads apart. Like scissoring, like scissoring. Yeah, you just have to scissor only. 
if you're shorter people, I, I, gar- I, I can see how this would probably still infringe the 1.5 meter thing. But then you could still be wearing a mask. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Okay. Well, that, we're getting we're getting to I'm that. So the title if of this you absolutely sex ed with CJ. <laughs> <laughs> so if you absolutely must do some sex things with another person, mm. they do recommend mutual masturbation. No kissing. Can't get personal like that. How do you And wearing a three-layer mask. Yeah, but even with mutual masturbation, you, you'd still have to to maintain the 1.5 meters. You're going to have to get out the little grabby claw that you used to clean the fucking parks with. <laughs> clench the dingus in it and like off you go. <laughs> Those things uh, usually yeah, squeak okay. you the grab motion as well, so it's going to be like, bonk, and then off you go. They've got rubber tips. It might be all right. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so one thing, <laughs> I mean, that that's a quote for the, for the podcast. <laughs> if it's got rubber tips, it might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> I really want to do an out of context one for that because Go for who, who knows Go for what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that they're recommending is that you have to wash your sex toys before and after. And I'm like, but there's no proof that COVID spreads through like semen or yeah. other fluid um, that would come from that area. So why is that? I guess I, got, you ho- I guess you hold it with your hand. I got, I got, so that kind of makes I got sense. COVID after my girlfriend sneezed on my butt plug. And, uh, <laughs> Another beautiful quote for the podcast. Uh, I'm so glad I picked this story. I'm so glad I decided you should go last. Um, so they also recommend using condoms, which I'm like, obviously you should always do that anyway, but I don't know how that stops the spread of COVID or uh, whatever. Duh. Um, you just put it over your nose and mouth and do not. And suffocate. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Don't put, don't put condoms over your nose and mouth, kids. Um, they also do recommend dental dams. Fucking knew it. Fucking knew it. But how the fucking, how the fucking use a dental dam if you've got to stay 1.5 meters apart? All right. What you want to do is you got to get the, uh, again, the grabby <laughs> stick. But this time you put like candy lips on the end of it. Oh my god. <laughs> then it doesn't need to use a dental dam. Nah, but like it still might have COVID because you could have sneezed on the lips beforehand. Um, okay. Okay, so um the other thing they're recommending is hot messaging. Mm. Ooh, and, like, you don't just have to use the, the bear like you could like get your partner like a flashlight and then you can grab that at a distance and just like thump on the end of the I mean, it really shows that people who work at New South Wales Health know nothing about uh, sex toys in this day and age. Mm. You can get sex toys that your partner can control from, like, the other side of the planet. That's a good point, actually. I, uh, why are they not recommending that? I Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter, but th- there's so many other options than what they're recommending here. And they also said getting intimate over the phone or through video chat. Mm. So you can get naked over Skype. That and Zoom, that's okay. That just reminds me of those old ads that used to play on TV after midnight, where it's like, guys, looking for a fun time? Call one eight hundred. You can, you can call them. That's okay. Ladies, call one eight hundred nine seven four two six two. Fifty dollars a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start chatting. Um, I have now. to. I have to assume though that this article is for people participating in casual sex, right? Because if you live with someone. You would sleep in the same bed and you would be closer than 1.5 meters. I Yeah, look, I've certainly read news articles that sound like some people are practicing social distancing to the point where they're staying 1.5 meters away from other members of their own household. Uh, to me, that doesn't make any sense because you're still touching all of the same stuff. Yeah, I, I swear I've read articles and it sounds to me like we live in the same house, but I've read we haven't too. hugged in like six months. I'm like, why? If you're yeah, living in the same house as someone with COVID, you're probably going to get it unless you can like isolate them to one room and just keep them in there. But then like, wouldn't you still be using like, I guess unless you've got a massive house and you're rich or something, wouldn't you still be using the same bathroom, mm. the same toilet? Mm. What are you like thoroughly cleaning after each use? I I really feel like unless, yeah, you're completely isolating to one room. If someone else in your household has COVID, you're probably going to get it. Yeah. Like, you'd be lucky not to. Yeah, and I think it's silly that people are like, oh, I better socially isolate from the people I live in the same house with. Yeah, I think that's a bit too far. Yeah, like, if you're if you're in that situation where, you know, like, you're on one of the couch, your partner's on the other, and it's as close as you get anymore because, like, we have to socially isolate and distance from one another. That's a bit much. 
keep separate from like, people you don't know and from <clears throat> people outside your home, like other family members yeah. who like live in different households. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, but and, and of course, ridiculous. if someone in your house gets diagnosed with COVID, then definitely try and isolate away from mm. them. I'm not saying that either. But until that happens, I think you're just sort of taking it to an extreme. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess some people are practicing these things even when they live together. Mm. Like, can you imagine if we did that for like the past, since March last I year? I reckon I would have gone insane. Like, we wouldn't be able to go down the hallway at the same time. No, like, our house is definitely not big enough to distance like Where that. Where would I sleep? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm going to leave you with my favorite comment that was posted in response to this article. Okay. And, oh, boys, it a doozy. They are trying to stop procreation and destroy the creation of families. <sighs> if you'd like to send us an email, you can. <laughs> God. Yep. Ugh. I... I do wonder what it's like to inhabit that brain. Can you imagine being that paranoid all the time? <laughs> the worst part is they're like, I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. I'm special. Yeah, and it's me. always like, this is the absolute truth. The government yeah. is targeting me, who spends all day sitting at home reading conspiracy theories on the internet and trying to get off the grid. Because I know I too thing- much. <laughs> I think the thing that people don't realize is that the government does not care about you as an individual. No, they, they it only really cares don't. about you as a group. Yeah. And the only thing they care about is your ability to still make them money. So um, they don't care about whether you're making a family or not. I used to work with this guy who was like a conspiracy whack job kind of thing where he, like, he didn't believe mountains existed. Mountains are actually a conspiracy theory. You see, they used to all just be giant trees that were cut down long ago. And it's all a hoax. He was, a man- he was one of my managers, by the way. Ugh. And he was also like, you've ever been walking down the street and noticed how like, There'll be like a window from a building that's half into the ground. I'm like, yeah, because there's like a basement in there and they're on a hill. Yeah. He's like, nah, that's from a big mudslide from like thousands of years ago. The house wasn't fucking built then. No, no, then. it was. It was. We just inhabit buildings that were made like hundreds of thousands of years ago. And there's a big mudslide and that's why there's windows that are half in the ground on mountains. I'm like, okay. I don't think windows even fucking existed then, but, th- but okay. this was this guy, right? This is like what he believed in. And well, vaccine, I mean, course. windows would have existed, but not like with glass and Well, no, like no, because that. that's all just made up. All that stuff always existed, you know? What? Yeah, okay. This is, all my man- this is one of my managers, one of my supervisors. Um, Fucking hell, okay. And like, <laughs> I can't remember where I was going with this. What was I going to say? Yeah, he thought like the government was, whenever his internet went down, he'd be like, it was the government stopping me from seeing something. No. It's like, because if they knew what, because if they ever found out that I knew what I know, they'd arrest me. He literally said that to me once. The government doesn't even control the internet. I was just like, it's privatized. They do. They actually do. Those private companies actually work for the government. It's fucking cooked. This doesn't make any sense. I. Like if you didn't want to, if you if you were sick of work and he was on shift and you're like, I need a break from work, you'd call it. You could just get him over for any. You could just start him talking, and you could like literally have three hours of your work day where you don't. You you could just sit there. The, the phone will be ringing, and you can just waste it talking to him. And it's like, my god, okay, to a manager. I'm surprised no one ever complained about them. Lots of people did. I I, I, I and- don't. He was like made redundant about the same time I left. Okay, makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, whew. I mean, if all he's going to do is talk about conspiracies all day, why have him there? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, I think that brings us to the end. This uh, last portion of the uh, podcast went in a place that I did not think it would go. (laughs) Guys, be excited. We have a new outro. And I've done things with our social media, so they're all the same. Who is she? We're getting into it. (laughs) So if you want, you can send us an email at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to find us on Twitter or Instagram, shit, bitch, it's also fmedeadpodcast. <gasps> For both. Oh, my God. What? All three are the same. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. New year, new us. <laughs> uh, you can also visit our website, which is still just fuckmedeadpodcast.com. As always, you can find links to all the bullshit there. And mm-hmm. if you feel so inclined, you can subscribe. Leave us a review. Help us out. Be forever grateful. Like and subscribe. That's it. Yeah. I'm used to this going a lot longer, but it's already over because it's the new outro. Yeah, I know. I was just like, oh, we're We're done. done. (laughs) M Tussle. I mean, the whole point was to shorten the outro, but I was like, now I don't know what to do. What we're going to do is we're going to end this podcast recording. We're going to get in my car. 
We're going to put the okay. windows down, but we're going to have the aircon on so you get like extra cold. <gasps> and we're going to go buy McDonald's yeah. ice cream. Hell yes. Okay. <laughs> it's so hot. I'm dying. I'm sorry. I need ice cream. Ice cream run. Okay. Hell yeah. Late night Macca's run because it is 11 p.m. right now. <laughs> mm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much again for listening this week. And we'll be back at the same time next week. Gotcha. Goodbye. Bye.